What up, universe? I wonder how this sounds. In fact, this is testing, testing, one, two, three time for the old. What are these things? J Lab. J Lab. $7 Bluetooth earbuds with microphone. So I expect nothing but complete 100% digital rendition of the acoustic environment I'm experiencing to transfer into your experience. Um, or at least clarity of voice and as little mumbling and stupid, stupid talk out of my face as possible. Maybe that's a better goal to shoot for. Should I decide to take up the acoustic guitar, however, well then maybe some of those other measures will come into play as something of value whereby to measure my headphone performance. And I guess unintendedly that somewhat describes the trouble I'm having right now. Am I paying attention to metrics or am I noticing areas in which to measure that ultimately turn out to be irrelevant over the course of time prove themselves to not have mattered? That's a weird dilemma to find yourself in. That you may have been poking through the wrong set of data looking for answers to questions that were inspired by circumstances that are only so unknowable because you have been cloaked from the greater awareness that provides ultimate clarity as to what you're experiencing. So you wander through what feels like a destination toward enlightenment. You ask questions that feel purposeful for your knowledge gains toward what comfort, intellectual comfort, mental stability, or just truth. The hypervigilance it is to pursue truth. The, uh, the idea of measuring isn't irrelevant at all, I don't think. And I, I may have implied that a little bit recently. And I, I don't mean to, to denigrate anybody who's caught up in the pursuit of measuring our time-space continuum, as it were. But the concepts that get your attention if you're spending too much time analyzing functionality instead of experiencing the process I do believe that's a mistake that we are prone to and I think sometimes that's out of fear or um, the uh, the safety of being inside of uh, a space that you believe the outcome is predictable enough that any <clears throat> variance in that uh, process will be minimal can't shake your foundation if you go figure out the structural forces in play on uh, transportation bridges across waterways well your your understanding of that space intricate and complex as it may be 
is limited to outcomes that, at least as the paradigm is forming today, are knowable. You don't go into those problems thinking solutions will be either otherworldly or paradigm shattering. No. Solutions will be materials related, force related, inertia related, acceleration related, weather related, whatever it may be. And they may be too disorganized and cumbersome to ever truly quantify, but they will be knowable knowns, knowable unknowns, and very little disconnect between any of it, at least as conceptual and framing sandboxes go. That one feels securely walled in. But if you go chasing down what's happening with all that megalithic architecture that has commonality of construction across ancient time, worldwide commonality of construction, well, where's that going to take you? It's as real as evidence gets when given a conundrum on which to ponder one's curiosities. But where do you go in the face of a paradigm that denies what you're seeing is even legitimate? Well, that is a good question. I mean, who wants to chase down the sort of work involved in tipping an entire cart of intellectual discourse that has done nothing but secure its foundational entrenchment in that narrative which we have been told includes burials and fantastic mystical mythology well what if it's even more fantastical than we think how do you how do you allow for those ideas to emerge well if you're me you don't you absolutely do not for what 40 Five years of my life at least I said that stuff is stupid the idea that Christ even lived to me is a myth there's no proof of a historical figure of any kind in any documentable record book that is historical source material referencing El Cristo de Jesus. But his story, the cornerstone foundational, here's how Jesus did it all, kind of routine, well, that goes back thousands of years and is told over and over and over and over again by civilizations of both uh, great achievement and relative obscurity. So the evidence says well well there may have been some 
preordained mystical prophet at some point in the past who has the true claim to the foundational cornerstone that is Gilgamesh or whomever dazzled us in ancient times enough to spawn myth after myth after myth after legend after legend after legend until we got to the religions. Well, that homeboy might have been balls to the walls, best human being ever born. Who knows? Or some alien. Or some AI invention from some civilization 4.6 billion light years away. Who knows? Who cares? Right? What's the answer matter? Does that have any relevance on what I have to do to go get dog food at Walmart today? No. No, because in a life where all you have to think about is what you're doing to achieve dog food purchasing at Walmart privilege. <laughs> well, where is there room for mythical achievement? Where is there room for legendary accomplishment? Who gets to rise up and slay the snoring dogs of yore with their mystical sword of snappy dog treats? Who is this hero du jour? Sometimes I think that the busyness of our lives is simply a method of keeping us from thinking about things that are much more important than how am I going to get to Walmart to get dog food for my dog. But I suppose pausing this test now at the 9.49 mark so as to make sure that the first 10 minutes of this are at least something listenable before I go 45 minutes longer or more, right? Am I using the Bluetooth headphones or am I using the Galaxy S... Oh no. Oh, that's how much I miss my Galaxy S4. I want to call my Pixel 2. Instead of the dog do on my shoe, I wanted to call it my Samsung Galaxy 4. And that's even knowing how much of that shit Samsung's pulling behind the scenes with their software integration. I still long for it. I mean, Contest, you guys. There's no winner here. There's just losers, right? We're all losers when it comes to these things. Now let's see if I'm recording which, which device. So I don't think I was using the Bluetooth headphones to record those first ten minutes. In fact, I'm sure. In fact, I'm sure. In sure. Stop. All right. Well, I guess I've got more uh, Android woe in life and I want to get rid of my smartphone I've wanted to do it for over a year I guess and yet I don't want to lose those few times where the internet is truly justifiably needing to be at your instant beck and call though I think having taken way more words to describe that situation than I should have. Should it really be a situation of concern? Yeah. I have no real justification for owning a cell phone anymore. And I, I mean owning a smartphone. I can see a flip phone again. Having access to instant text 
is important and valuable. But I don't know about the rest of it. And reevaluating what's valuable was something that I never expected to really give a shit about. Because for so long, I just didn't give a shit about anything. Nothing did I feel an attachment to on this planet in any internally fulfilling sensibility. I knew I was mostly a phony, if not an outright fraud. Because whatever I was doing was always just, to some degree or another, a measure of trying to fit in. Trying not to be noticed as the one that stood out for being unassimilatable. And if, if I had to fake being a Stepford wife to keep the internal dialogue that is real for me going, could I take it to that limit? Would I be able to phony up the perfect responsiveness to the oh-so-machismo male that wants me to be whatever programming quirkiness the sci-fi universe wants to offer? Well, fuck no, right? Sooner or later, that guy's going to say something. You're going to pop off, and he's going to go, oh, my robot wouldn't say that, and then boom, one of you is going to get killed. And Who comes out on top of that? Probably not me. Because ultimately, you can't hide that which makes you feel not yourself. And the vibrational discomfort that comes with trying to hum along in that tonal resonance as something other than your real self. It stands out to those who can perceive it. And to those who can't, at least not willfully, even over time for them, it'll eventually knock on their thick skulls that maybe what they have been thinking about over here has been wrong all along. Yeah, thick skulls attached to ideas that maybe or maybe not have deserved to become cornerstones of what you believe. There is no God. There is also no purpose for these earbuds to be in my ears, given their failure to produce the necessary software trick to overcome the already always on, always recording, always listening NSA microphone that is part of my Google Pixel 2. So, seven bucks, though. They sound pretty good. I'll give them that. At least they sound good to this untrained ear of no possible ability to discern one digital musical take from another. Yeah, $7 earbuds are fine. Just like for almost every single person who goes to Hawaii to play in the sand and decides one day, I think today we should do something different. Let's go play golf. <gasps> but we don't have our clubs. We should rent them. Yeah, that'll be fine. No, it won't. I am not about 
to step onto a golf course in Hawaii without my driver, my putter, and my sand wedge. And yet, why, right? Because the expectation for me when I play golf is that I will put the absolute best I have into the experience I'm about to enjoy. Too much golf has ruined my ability to just pick up grandma's clubs and go play that par three over there in the park. Well, maybe not that scenario because that's a little too little Abner not to enjoy. But the rest of it, well, 40 years of swinging a golf club, 45 at this point, has turned me into a different person both in physical back pain management and what I expect out of a round of golf with myself. And that standard is both earned and learned. It's both cultural and self-imposed. But it's real. It doesn't go away because I just come to the realization that I'm entrapped in a world of wishing to be better golf. And that the device I use to manage that wish that maintains unfulfilled status is by at least walking off saying, I may not have beat the game today, but I gave it everything I had. And I will knowingly do less than that if I accept that set of Callaway Apex irons as a substitute for my Wilson staffs. And it, it doesn't matter that that is ludicrous as I say it. I'm well aware of it. And I'm well aware that that opportunity to throw Wilson staffs aside for one chance to hit Callaway Apex may turn me into a better golfer. This may be the universe's way of saying, you've been playing with the wrong equipment your whole life, you dumbass. I get that too. But one thing that we do earn as we go through life lived is the right to say what matters to us. And believe it or not, it will always matter to me that in competition where the outcome has a bearing on how I feel about the performance of the game, in other words, scoreboard counts, I'm not built to do anything but give my best. And I don't see that including, in any way, shape, or form, cheating. If you're not cheating, you're not trying, is bullshit. But if you're not trying with everything you know you can bring into the situation at the top of your form, well then you don't deserve to walk away with anything but regret. I don't know that that's not too harsh, but it's part of how I feel. So, now that I've recorded four blah 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 sections, that now for the audience of zero listening... I will stitch together some thread of meaning that subconsciously was being revealed in this run of 
uh, somewhere between nonsense and cents. Dollars and cents. Okay, you can see that this needs to stop. I'll be right back. Pause. Hmm. Well, I believe I know one thing that there wasn't enough of in that last episode. So, as I figure out how to correct that, well, yeah, you should probably do the same. In my perfect universe, the drill sergeant from Full Metal Jacket, sorry, I don't know that actor's name, and I think he won Best Supporting Actor for that role. Maybe. I, that's when I used to watch movies. <clears throat> Regardless. The intensity with which he presents Vincent D'Onofrio with uh, his character building opportunities are completely what I imagine life in the armed services must feel like uh, even to some of the most rugged individuals but certainly to a sensitive little flower like myself uh, yeah because what I wish would happen after say my um, guardian angel had listened to the first 20 minutes of this is that they would swoop down in a sort of state of frenzied, we must intervene now before this gets worse, panic, saying, okay, listen, the nature of your circuitous conversational diatribes is some point of pride to you, something nobody else understands yet, but you swear you're going to make it all make sense, so we give you some rope, but then you end with a dollars and cents joke between sense and nonsense? If you don't smoke weed now, I don't know if there's anything you have to say that anybody wants to listen to. Now get in there and pack that bowl. Unpause. And of course that means that I still haven't fully detailed the cannabis hyper... <laughs> so the C-H-S... Uh, phenomenon cannabis hyperemesis syndrome hyperemesis hyperemesis it's hyper it's emesis so if you have a sis whose name is M and she gets hyper she's your hyperemesis that syndrome weed smokers of the universe well if ever again I am proving that this isn't the real me. This is the one that is experiencing things for the very first time, like problems with my intake of cannabis, lifelong commitment, over-the-top commitment, basic, the love of my life. If that becomes the sort of <laughs> um, resistance to what I believe... Uh, I'm here to do now well can I see that phasing out of my life that might be the biggest reason I took six weeks off to think about stuff because I don't know if I can I don't know if I I know I don't want to I'll put it simple I don't want to do I have to it's possible could I do this if I have to see that's the question that for especially someone who ah, has such a vivid record of reckless, indulgent 
self-annihilating behavior. Well, in that circumstance, whenever I have to go back and question my compulsion versus my ability to take better care of myself, I haven't always, in fact, it has been rare that my own better judgment has served me well. No, 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 no. No, if anything, I have shown myself to have a particular ability to totally say, well, fuck it now then. How bad can it get? If it's this bad, whatever happens next is almost irrelevant. So, let's see how low we can go. And this isn't some sob story or even some recollection of painful moments. This is again where if I'm crazy, it's manifesting in this framing of how I don't believe in the behaviors I used to find myself over and over again repeatedly in patterns that foreshadowed themselves with clarity came to end results that were never good. People got hurt. I got set back. Misunderstandings turned into lifelong grudges or if you want to look at it in many ways the real me threatened to be exposed and I would do what was necessary to trap those private folders somewhere deep enough that sure you can think I'm a sociopathic psychotic asshole but you cannot know that I cry during AT&T commercials or whatever private twisted knot I felt had to stay completely hidden from the rest of you for fear of what, ridicule? Um, ostracization? Would the community ostracize me for not using the word ostracization? Perhaps. But I would hope not. That's a little harsh. And frankly, if that's the community that I'm in, I probably don't want to be in that community anyway, so I'll go live with the wolves. I say with such ease as if, yeah, this guy could easily make it three days in the wilderness without help. Mm-hmm. Maybe. So long as he stumbled into a hose and a sleeping bag. Um, and so you lose confidence in yourself gradually. But once you've lost confidence in yourself to make decisions consecutively well enough to have a streak of life that pans into a foundational stone platform on which to say, this must be who I am. It never happened. Just never was coming. Not going to happen. And trying to solve it through relationships was uh, in every 
intended meaning of this word, cursed. And so that doesn't alleviate the loss of dignity, I feel, for some of the mishaps I created with people I cared about. And so I, again, don't deny a, a checkered and dismal run of decisions in my 30s that, well, at least tangibly give me memory of how wide my bandwidth is to save my own skin, to ensure I get out with the least amount of damage doable, even though damage is inevitable, and it's mostly my fault that this is where we're at. But since we're here, and since I've been planning this for a while, just in case this was all going to go down, well, I'm going to skate out of here pretty fucking clean. But that means we're never talking again. Bye! And that's an unfair <laughs> shortening of what was a much more um, deliberately loathsome uh, escape route. And that's a little too um, planned, to be fair, because the escape routes were always more the nimble maneuvering in real time as they were going into chaotic mode. Everything else was planned to minimize damage, but when the dominoes start falling, then the plan completely, <laughs> completely abandon ship. So in that moment, I don't know that there really is an exit coordinated event. You just have the advantage of having the forethought to not have to muddle through the confusing disconnects of, wait, what did you, so you, you did what with who? Oh, you told me, uh, yeah, that's why you see me already in my car saying sorry and good luck with your life. Or some other variation, right? And again, I had no intention of signing on to say any of this. So the fact that I have now a whole way of looking at the world that feels evolved, it feels um, truthful, it feels important to cultivate. In other words, I feel a sense of bringing more of myself to bear, finding a way to grow into more and more, uh, to embrace this truth of existence seems like one of the true envies I had through life. I now no longer get to claim, and that was having a sense of purpose or knowing that there's there's 
there's a reason for you to embrace your best version of yourself and accept nothing less than your attempt to get there. Those all felt like values and motivations I lost somewhere in junior high school. And then when you look back thinking, how did those vanish almost without any intent? You figure it's just a spark that has to restart the engine that'll come in college. But then college is more like someone took the engine out and put a greenhouse in there and started growing weed. So now the car doesn't even go anywhere. It just thinks about why it's turned into a greenhouse full of weed. But you spent 20 years thinking about greenhouses, weed, and where that engine went and pretty soon you just figure it's it's you you finally turned into an apathetic misfit of <laughs> glib yet shallow proportion that would be a fair one line description on the back of the comic book for the debut of the new character and so what I meant to say is and it, it's not like I didn't even have these moments of almost disappointment in allowing myself to be this mediocre version of who I knew in many ways had just been uh, had just been too cowardly to jump into opportunities that could have made a whole world of opportunity I didn't experience open up for me. And when safe routes that I just, I guess, subconsciously, intuitively, whatever, in all of my, in all of my retrospective analysis, I clearly was ready to live the default life. Go to the right grad school that would just notch you into a three-door decision of where you were going to go next, and then you'd pick that right door that would then give you a 10-year hallway of these are the accomplishments that are expected, and by year eight, I'd realize how far behind on that list I was, so I'd fucking bust my ass to get to year 10, and then I'd assess, do I like what I'm doing? Where can I go? And I'd have almost no options of anywhere else to go because I wouldn't have thought of anything like that. I would have just thought if opportunities like that are supposed to happen, they'll knock on my door. And when that's where you end up, thinking that it's just opportunities, misfortune to be so delayed in coming by to see where you've been and what you're up to and maybe throw a couple of those community board announcements at you that might tempt you. Yeah, where the fuck has opportunity been all my life? They are way late. <laughs> I mean, 
if that isn't the ultimate pathetic realization that instead of embracing life, your cowardice left you hoping life would come by and ask you on a date. <clears throat> it was enough to send me into the <clears throat> into the locker room during the second period, let alone waiting to go off with my teammates. No, I had decided that literally I never wanted to put the skates on again. I was so concocted by a combination of elements that worked out to be pathetically self-destructive that I no interest in finding out where, when, or why. I just knew enough to say, pull out. Well, except one time. And yet, I didn't even have a, a say in the decision that got made there. And I've always thought that was strange, especially considering the intimacy and the rapport of the people involved before that, not just including her, but a lot of the group. It was a strange thing to be ostracized from. Correctly, I might add. But it was one of those first moments in life where I thought to myself, I think some people might see me differently than I think they see me. And it was a big one. I mean, it was a huge one. One that I never repeated. And yet now, when I think about the lifting of veils and the netting under which I had no idea I was swimming initially when these possibilities started to <laughs> realize well now I think no wonder I felt so <laughs> uh, uninvolved the decision was already made But this then, hopefully, well, you know what? No. Let's do a couple things. Number one, probably don't want to be clicking this too much, but we got to hit pause. Unpause. Um, <laughs> why am I doing this? Why? What is, what is it, what am I even doing? How am I, how am I getting through anything when I can't even crystallize one point of, of fulfillment? in the mental reconstruction of reality as it really is. Huh. Maybe I don't deserve any of that, right? Certainly, I don't um, have evidenced incidents of enlightenment that seem to show me how this works. It, it isn't, it isn't 
beyond the scope of my personal but have you thought about that I'm literally deceiving myself with a grand mindfuck as if it's the only plot device left in my inane existence where the hero resurrecting his sense of galactic intent with all the nobility and valor that has been set aside by dipshits like our protagonist himself well how can I not think that in some sort of self-imposed state of shock when reflecting upon a life lived poorly that the reaction to have from here forward is to Prince's Bride myself into a story of honor, truth, and fulfilled purpose for having arrived on planet Earth. <laughs> so, I, I obviously can believe with, without much coercion that that's in fact what's happening. That I'm somehow fight clubbing my identity into something that lets me down gently when the fall comes so that when I finally snap forever inside this head, well, I can live with thoughts of heroism and vanquishing enemies that didn't exist, literally tilting at windmills is as ingenious a reflective point of thought as I've had perhaps riding shotgun my whole life. Am I just tilting at windmills? Fuck. Maybe. I mean, how does an atheist... What, what does an atheist need? Even a self-avowed follow up with that qualifier but if ever there's proof of God and God wants to come and have lunch and tell me all about the fucking universe of course I can change my mind so then that happens and you change your mind and I probably didn't need to eat a smothered bean burrito with God but if you're going to have a conversation with God, you can only do it by exposing exactly the real self that you are and asking for the opportunity to be shown better ways to move forward than the ones you probably are considering. There isn't a 
There isn't a white bearded dude in a chair in the clouds looking down, ever passing judgment. There just isn't even a, a judgment to be passed other than the ones we judge against each other. The only judgment that you will suffer when you have to consider that which was your experience on planet Earth is how harshly you'll have to criticize the moments when you know you had growth opportunities and you overlooked them. You are here to internalize the 3D universe so that your soul, your existence, your persistent energy of manifestation and action, reaction, all of it, all of it, everything that you're empowered to do here. This, this is, <laughs> this is literally the most, uh, The, the individual imprint of memory that it is to have experienced 3D life with a human body and the capability of the human mind. It is the miracle of creation thus far. I don't know that there isn't some other inconceivable consciousness to experience I just know how inconceivable the consciousness we are experiencing happens to be. Instead of you isolated on an island of insecurity and, and misfittedness, you had, from the moment you really gave it a thought, dismissed the concept of God as nonsense. It is nonsense. But the concept of the source, the force, all that shit Obi-Wan Kenobi says, that's pretty goddamn accurate. And that part, the first time I heard it in the movie, made sense. We all know more than we can remember, but we can tap into that memory actually it's not you don't tap into the memory you tap into the knowledge gained through experience by having experience revisit you and if you are giving up on yourself because the patterns are so knowable and you're the instigator the catalyst the one making the left turn when you know you got to go right this time if you keep self-destructing or if you keep failing to present your real self and thus shadow the world with some false presentation of who you really are, if these are the triggers that send you into why am I doing this land, then you're a lot like me because that was all I was doing to protect myself from 
ultimate collapse was walling off more and more and more of who I really was and just giving the universe whatever I thought they wanted. And I never even understood that what was really causing them to be upset was understanding that I was never willing to give them who I truly am. That I didn't trust them to consider that person as valuable as the one that I was creating to save myself from exposure. So as a twisted little fuck who perfected some of those maneuvers, well, if you don't think you have enough evidence to claim you're broken, hmm, well, we can go to the gambling. We can certainly talk about the responsive lying. You name it. I had every slippery <laughs> solvent on my shelf ready to be used at any time that I needed to squeeze through a door or under a note of I'm going home like to Colorado. Whatever. Coward's way out every time. Never willing to say anything other than it's all my fault, I'm sorry, and I hope you have a good life. Because what am I going to say? Uh, I'm kind of insane. I've always been really insecure. Terribly shy kid. Terribly shy adult, just faking it better. And uh, now, well, let's just say that you got in the wake of the speedboat that I'm riding out of town on a river of. I could have done better. And I'm not even trying to expose the, the innards of my mind. No, we're not going to do the cell today. But what has happened is it's all different. I, I'm not unclear about what I was thinking when I was thinking I was the problem. I was the problem for most of it. Why couldn't I stop? Well, that, that answer has evolved, both through introspection and meditation, asking the universe to tell me, why was I a piece of shit so much? And it, it isn't a journey of self-discovery I recommend to anybody, but it's one that I, I knew at least could give me some dignity back, if nothing else. And I'm not saying that I was in any way on a recovery path. I know. I had finally decided that my influence in the world was a net negative, and I was willing to sit out. Sit out. I don't even care. The universe is a stupid place. I couldn't care less because I didn't care about anything. And so, and, and had, had earned my stripes. I was a colonel in the army of, I don't give a fuck, at least. I don't really know those ranks, but whatever. I, was, I had some bars on my shoulder and some flags on my, on my chest. Um, and so it was in this stupid self-pitying routine of woe is me that the universe gave me another chance. I thought. And I now see some other things had to be in place 
And I know the outcomes of the universe would have worked against me. I know I don't get to this place with kids. So if I'd have been unfortunate enough to have gotten somebody pregnant, that would have ended in a terribly unfulfilling moment of outliving my child. And that's not a very comfortable nugget of knowledge to think I was destined to be at this point in life unattached to anything other than my nuclear family and close to them. I, uh, yeah, I can see that challenge set in front of me being one that I had difficulty overcoming. And I did. Oh, did I ever. I was uh, not, I was not able to maintain emotional dignity ever. I was overwhelmed by my own sense of, of never truly believing in myself to the point that even if the world seemed harsh and unruly, I didn't play my role very well. And that's just, I think, a disappointment we can all find in our mid to late evaluation of what we've done with our life and what we're going to still do with it. If you're not in a marriage that's really ever fulfilled you and you're 22 years in, do you get divorced now? <laughs> I mean, really? Do you work it out? Do you, do you reinvent it? Do you frame it in another way? Again, no. You do none of the above. You look within. You go on a discovery journey that doesn't point a question of any consequence anywhere in the universe but at yourself. And if you can finally have that conversation and get to the root of who it is that needs to stand up right now and do something, well, your motivation is shockingly ready. And you're, you're pushed to do what you know you should be doing comes on and doesn't let go. And I will be much more forthright with what that momentum swing, how, <laughs> how I couldn't avoid it. And so, yeah, I'm trying to work all this out in real time. And yeah, a lot of this shit feels bamboozling if not sanity questionable. So that's why I'm doing the test. That's why I'm going through it all. That's why I'm seeing if I can still climb out of bed tomorrow and know that I was just as good at being my true self yesterday as I'm going to be today and I'm going to be tomorrow and that just is the swell of even current I ride along, I'm fine. I'm totally fine. I'll figure the rest of it out as we go. But some of the setbacks, some of the energy swirls, some of the, <sighs> some of the mysteries that just sit unevaluated to a disinterested public that for whatever reason has decided it's easier not to look sometimes than it is to risk everything by looking. <laughs> well, had I not looked, it's not that I would have risked everything. 
I'd have never known anything about finding true purpose and opportunity to emerge in a world filled <laughs> filled with a need for people to emerge and do the right thing. I am not a hero. I am not even a good person. But I know what the right thing is to do. And our humanity is a gift. Our emotions are the navigating wheel that once you're active in the world and your emotions are behind you, you, you cannot lose. You will, you will only gain more insight about what you can do to win and make it easier on yourself. So, like I said, I've never thought this was tough. I wouldn't get involved if there was some huge syllabus of German text we had to interpret. No, no. This is about trusting yourself. I didn't trust myself forever. And it was... It was because the world gave me opportunities to think it was my fault and that I was the problem. So every signal you get that says it's your fault is not right. Every signal you think in your own head that you're the problem has been injected there. If you just start with that thought, that when you feel those two initiatives, that you'll backtrack and figure out where they're coming from and take that power back away from whatever's keeping you tripped up, that it's somehow your fault, that somehow you're the problem, you'll immediately gain confidence in exactly who you are and what you need to do next. Those are messages that you've been trained to hear. I think it's time you stop listening. Don't you?